Welcome to the In Awe Podcast, where we amplify women and empower a community through the mission and their message. I am your host, Sarah Johnson, English teacher and school principal turned author and entrepreneur, living my own leap of faith on a mission to teach masses. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook at at Sarah S.A. Johnson. Be sure to subscribe to the In Awe Podcast so you can join me each week as I feature women who will leave us all in awe of their impact on our world. Welcome, friends, old and new to the Anna Podcast. I'm not calling you old. I'm just saying some of you have been here a while and others of you are just finding this podcast for the first time. And either way, I am so grateful that you are here and ready to learn from the guest today. This series is filled with women using their gifts to create. And each of these women reminds us that we are uniquely gifted and can choose to use what we have to create in a way that the world around us benefits. Our guiding quote for the series is from Brene Brown. The only unique contribution that we will ever make in this world will be born of our creativity. I want you to sit in that quote for a bit and reflect upon where it's hitting you today, friends. In our world full of so much noise and iteration, you might be tempted to think that you have no creativity or that what you could create has been already done. But I deeply believe that there is nobody like you able to make quite the unique contribution you are able to make. I know these messages from the women in this series will inspire you to consider how you can take what you've been given and share it with the world. You'll hear a mission and the message from this week's guest about this. Lindsay May is the founder of The Truly Co. and publisher of Truly Magazine, a print publication that shares the truth of the gospel, encouragement, and faith stories. She is a speaker, teacher, and writer and holds a master's degree in strategic leadership. Based in Minneapolis, Minnesota area, she is passionate about her family and enjoying the beautiful little moments of life. In this episode, we discuss Lindsay's journey through self-doubt as she developed her understanding and confidence to consider her ability to lead a ministry outside of a titled role in a church. The incredible way she is able to use her experiences in business and background to develop the Truly Co. and her passion for creating and dreaming new ways to serve the mission of the Truly Co. I love listening to Lindsay make all sorts of beautiful connections to the way that she's been specifically gifted to create the concept of the Truly Co and the work that she and her team are doing to amplify women's voices through their ministry. I know her story has a mission in it for you, my friends, and I cannot wait for you to hear all about Lindsay May's creator story. Welcome, Lindsay May, to the In Awe Podcast. I am so excited to have this conversation with you. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor to be here. Well, I'm deeply honored that you're here and we have you um, featured in this creator series and I'm so excited to talk about that. But would you just do me a favor and let the listeners get comfortable with your voice a little bit and just tell us about your current context and what you're up to in this beautiful world of ours? Yes. Okay. So I first, I am a mom. So my kids are a major part of my life right now. Um, Well, and always because I'm a mom. (laughs) (laughs) But my daughter is seven and my son Sammy is four. So, you know, right now this in the year we're recording this, it's 2021. And I'm sure we can all understand what is happening in our world. Um, And so it's, I am working and being a mom and navigating all of those balance and just trusting God in the season and finding joy in the little things. But um, career-wise, I am the publisher of Truly Magazine and founder of The Truly Co. So that is a Christian women's print magazine. And we, man, our hope is just to encourage women on their faith journey and talk about where faith and life really intersect and what does that look like 
lived out while honoring um, the gifts that God has given us through creativity, through our gifts of writing and storytelling, and just connecting to one another. I love telling stories and helping other women tell their stories and having a platform for them to do that. (laughs) So now my listeners is like, okay, yep. I know why Sarah has her on the podcast because everything, (laughs) yeah, you just said makes a ton of sense to my own mission in life. And so I wanted listeners to hear this. I got connected with you on social media and am just fascinated by the mission that you have in creating the Truly Co. And so I want to dive into that a little bit more, but I am super curious. We have you featured here on the series of creators. And I just really want to know, um, you know, you're in a, a beautiful stage of life where you're mothering and doing that and working and balancing all the things. What, what part of your journey led you to decide to develop the Truly Co and get into publishing and amplifying? Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, you just asked a loaded question, Sarah. <laughs> I sure did. I'm good at that. You are. <laughs> so now the floor is yours. All right, girls, <laughs> grab your coffee. Here we go. <laughs> no, um, honestly, it was a, a major, major step of faith for me. Um, three years ago, to be fully honest, I would have never, never, never guessed that I would be doing what I am doing today. So Um, one of the things that I have learned in life is that every experience that we go through, God uses it for our future and all the things, the the bad, the good, the things that we think are meaningless and pointless will prepare you for what God has in store for your future. And some of it might be a surprise. So, (laughs) um, my, my background is in business marketing and communication. And, um, it started off small, you know, I graduated from college and had many years ago, by the way, (laughs) in 2006 is when I, I graduated from my undergrad and I had a passion for marketing and communications. And I always felt some kind of call to encourage women in their faith and ministry, but I never really, I never wanted to work in a church setting. I didn't really feel called to be a pastor or anything. I didn't even know I could at that point, you know, like, and, Hmm. um, trying to understand my role. I only really saw men in a ministry role in that capacity. Or, you know, if I did see a woman in ministry, she was typically doing childcare and that is not a gifting in my life, in my opinion, or something that I felt God leading me to, you know, in that role. Um, but I always loved studying the word. I have always loved, um, or had a curiosity about scripture and wanting to understand it in the fullest context and, of, of how it was written and who it was to and all. So I've always had a passion for discovering God's truth and digging deeper and wanting to explore that and just understand God's love and capacity. How did you create me, God? What am I supposed to do? What's my call? So that has always been a foundational part of who I've been. And then, you know, in the corporate roles that I've had, man, I look back and I see how cool it is. Like I was, I was developing a podcast back in uh, 2006 and 2007 for the software engineer company that I was working for straight out of college. Never really thought anything of it. You know, like now I'm recognizing, man, God laid those foundational skills to prep my mind for the things that I was going to be doing down the line or want to do down the line. 
you know, and then I, then I took a role working for a large health and wellness uh, company based in the Minneapolis area here doing corporate communications uh, on it to all of our internal employees. So to 22,000 people, you know, and developing communication skills. I never thought that that was going to be my permanent destination, but I loved it. And man, working there gave me courage, um, to, I guess, leverage my entrepreneurial skills or desires because I got to see it lived out in action. Um, through my experience there, you know, you, you see the good, the bad, and, and still deep within my heart, I knew I had this call or this longing to do some kind of ministry work. And also, I was just so confused. Well, what does that look like? Because I don't feel like everything that I'm passionate about lines up. Like, I don't feel like I can work in a church. You know what I mean? Like it just felt incompatible in that regard. And I didn't really see anything else of what I, of what I felt maybe God was leading me to do. So I stayed in that job and that role. And, uh, while I was there, um, I just witnessed people dreaming and creating and stepping out and just doing it. And it's a large company, but still I I so admired how they didn't feel like they had to have all the details lined up before they stepped out and implemented a new program or something like that. And it was so, it was creative in that regard. And it just awakened a new side of my mind and my heart of like, okay, I'm watching them do this. I'm watching these amazing leaders do this. I can probably do this too. And so in that time, in that season, I felt led to go to grad school. And so I ended up going to Bethel University and I was in their um, strategic leadership program. And so while I was there, there was a course on entrepreneurship and my instructor asked our class one day, okay, if you could be doing anything that you could do, something that you were passionate about, um, and there was nothing blocking you, nothing stopping you from stepping out and doing it, what would it be? And I thought about it. And, you know, I've always had this creative side of me too. Like I love communication, but I also like my grandma was an artist. She was an oil painter. Um, all, all kinds of, um, all kinds of artwork she did, China painting, all of those things. And she was so talented and we would always go and visit grandma and get art lessons. And it's something that I will never forget. And just, I was just so inspired by her. And with that though, I'm not an oil painter, (laughs) but I loved photography. (laughs) Like that was my creative outlet. And I did it as a hobby for so long, but I thought, man, well, I would love at the time, I was like, I would love to be like a world renowned wedding photographer. (laughs) And so I was like, you know, I should turn my photography business or my photography hobby into a business. You know, what's stopping me? Why not? You know? And, and so I just decided I'm just going to do it. What is the worst thing that could happen? I can grow at my own pace. I can learn and, you know, learn the basics of business things and all that. And so I did, I stepped out and I turned my photography hobby into an LLC and I started growing that. Um, and I developed my photography skills more and more. And it, I just, I loved, I loved getting able to, uh, work with people and create, um, a concept that I had in my mind and turn it into reality. And so that I, I was working full-time, doing grad school full-time, and then I had launched this photography business. Um, you're getting the long story, by the way. <laughs> well, hey, it's all good because it's coming together. I can feel it. <laughs> well, you can feel it. Yes. 
sometimes we can't see it until, you know, we're looking back. But um, then, then after I had graduated, um, my husband and I decided it was time to start our family. I didn't have kids at that time or in that season. And so then my daughter was born and I ended up realizing, wow, okay, I don't know that I can do all of these things well. And so it was in that season that I decided to leave my corporate job um, and focus on growing my photography business so that I could be home and kind of work on a more, on more flexible terms. So it was really, really hard to let go of the stability of my corporate job. And I was, man, I was operating at all of my strengths there. It was, it was such a great role for me. Um, I was doing video production, all of these things, writing, interacting with people and pretty social. And so I was just thriving in that. Uh, but I, I, I just knew it was time to let that season go and transfer all of my energy into my baby girl, um, who's now seven and this business that I was growing. So the photography business was awesome. I loved it. And I, I now learned that that was just another step in the process that was leading me towards what I'm doing now. And so I had this gorgeous studio uh, that was so close to my home. I mean, okay, picture this, close your eyes, friends, like, 20 foot ceilings, beautiful, natural light that would just stream in. It was so bright, even on the cloudiest, darkest days. And it was in that space that I began to dream even more. Um, you know, I was doing headshots. I was doing newborn sessions. I was doing weddings and I began to dream and my heart opened up even more for, okay, how does this relate to my passion for ministry? And so I began to use my studio space that I had, um, for other opportunities. I would do headshots and then I would also have like encourage women to step out in their dreams. I, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Christine Kane at all, but she has a Propel women's uh, group, Propel Leadership, and it's about empowering women in their callings. And she has this amazing series um, of like, I guess I'd call them like workshop type things. Um, but you can gather women and watch these video series that she put together and discuss them. And it's it was all about, for me, stepping out in faith, doing what God has called you to do. And Watching those, it gave me so much, um, I don't know, insight into how other women were doing it. You know, she had, it's like a panel series. And so you could listen to all these amazing women um, who are living out their faith in different ways and, and business and in ministry and watching them have these conversations. And it was another model for me to be like, okay, these women have stepped out in their faith journeys and are leading so well. I want to be like that. I want to be like that. And so I was hosting these uh, Propel chapter groups in my studio, wrestling together with other women there. And I began to feel another shift in my heart. <laughs> like, okay, I'm feeling less of a pull towards the photography side of things and more. God, I feel like he was leading me more towards ministry and exploring the other capacities that he's given me and through organizing things and for bringing women together and creating structure and um, working with excellence and those sorts of things. And so, man, in that process, I just felt a shift coming. And then um, in that process, I feel like God absolutely slammed a door in my face, which was so confusing at the time because I one day got an email from my landlord at the studio uh, where the my studio was saying that the building was sold and that I had to be out 
in 30 days. And that was a major plot twist in my life because I was thinking, man, I'm operating in these gifts. This is so cool. How can I expand the ministry work that I'm doing here with my photography? And it just felt like it came to a crash and like major plot twist in my life. Okay, God, now what? And so in this season, like my heart and desires never changed, but the outlet that I was pouring into absolutely shifted. And so through that season, um, my energies and my focus had to shift. Like I no longer could do the work that I was doing and, you know, without a studio space, it just, it, God was just changing things in my life. And so then I asked God, honestly, I'm like, all right, I feel like all these doors are closing. I I couldn't find a new studio space to be in. God, what do you have for me? What do you want me to do? And then it was that later that summer that God put something in my heart that I I began to see opportunities in a new way. At the church that I was at, I saw, man, there are so many amazing women around here who are looking for an opportunity to use their gifts and to be part of a ministry, but there was no real opportunity. There was no real outlet. And when people think of ministry, a lot of times we think of women who are holding a microphone standing on a stage. You know, that's, we, we think about that a lot. And that's because a lot of times that's what we see. But God was revealing to me, no, there's other creative opportunities for ministry. And it might not look exactly the way that we think it should look. There, there's so much freedom and creativity, creativity that God can use when we just open our minds a little bit more and create a new opportunity for it. And so I was like, man, what would happen if we created something where we could collaborate? What would happen if we could link arms, create something new for these women to be a part of something bigger than we could be on our own? And so that's kind of how the initial version of Truly Magazine was birthed. Um, It started out small inside of the church that I attended. And we created this like project basically with women who were at my church who wanted to be part of something bigger and use their gifts because they didn't want to get on a stage, but they could write or they had design skills and they wanted to use it to work together to put something um, beautiful together for others to see and look at. And so that was a very, very small stage of that, um, of Truly Magazine and how it started. But after that, I feel like stepping out into that into trying that obediently, it was scary. It was a risk because having your name attached to something like that, that was going to be very visible for the women at my church to see it. I, I battled that. I battled that insecurity of, okay, but what if this fails? Okay. But what if it's a total flop? What if, what if people hate it? What if it, what if I can't follow through on this promise or this idea that I had presented to the church and that they, you know, gave me the go ahead to go and try, you know, like I raised all the money for it. Um, and I wrestled with God, Sarah, I laid awake at night because I I couldn't let go of this idea. Like it just was something that I felt God was leading me towards. And I felt like I had the foundational groundwork to get it off the ground. And I battled, I laid awake, um, late at night, just couldn't get it off my chest. And I have learned in my years and as I've grown in my faith and experience and walking it out, a lot of times that is how I know 
when God is asking me to do something because I will think it over and analyze everything and look for reasons to not do it because, you know, oh my gosh, this is going to be so hard and so much work and there's no guarantees, you know, like it's a risk. What am I going to do? But I decided to go for it anyways, because I've adopted this philosophy in my life of why not? Like literally what is the worst thing that would happen? if it doesn't succeed and where can I step out and look for a miracle for, or, you know, for God to come through to fill the gaps of where I'm lacking, you know, because I'm going to, I'm going to be the first to admit I'm not perfect. I'm not like an expert in publishing. I'm new at this. Um, I just, I've come to the realization that God looks for people who are willing to step out in faith so that he can fill in the super with our natural to bring life to things that we can't do on our own. Um, so that he gets the glory for everything. This was beyond my capacity, you know, in that role, I've got all the bits and pieces, but to make it flow together and, and be something bigger, that's where I did not shine or I I had not stepped into that before. And so the more we did it, we released it and it was fun. Like it was so fun. And I, and once it, you know, went out to the church and the women saw it, um, because this was a surprise little project. I feel like God put on my heart, like, you need to continue doing this and you need to continue stepping out and trying things and growing. And it was through that, um, that I just became alive in a new way. I feel like all of my gifts started to converge together and my passion for God's word and ministering and bringing women together began to intersect for the first time with my gifts for creativity and passion around that and photography and creating structure around things and working with excellence from my corporate experience. It finally began to feel like it was fitting together. And I began to dream even more. (laughs) And it was then that I was like, oh, I don't think this is meant to be an internal thing. This is not meant to be inside of one location. I really felt like God was telling me to step outside the walls of a church, to link arms with women who are outside of my connection, rely on him that he was going to bring them to me and to create something bigger than what I could do on my own. And internally, I began to feel a shift from, um, from the internal side to be like, no, this is meant to be a tool to reach others who are maybe curious about their faith, aren't quite there, but want to hear from other women who maybe wouldn't walk inside the doors of a church, but would read a magazine in the comfort of their home. Something that was beautiful, something that spoke truth, something that was totally encouraging, you know, in a world where there is so much junk out there (laughs) for content. I mean, we see those magazines at Target. We see those magazines that are sitting by the checkout lines, um, filled with all kinds of stuff that will grab our attention, um, and, you know, meant for specific seasons. But I wanted to create something that would be lasting, something that would speak to somebody's heart, somebody's soul and bring refreshment and point to Jesus the source of our peace. And out of that, Truly Magazine, as we see it now, um, was born. And so with our first issue was um, the leadership issue. And so we ha- all of our magazines are theme-based. So we create content based off of specific themes. So our first one was leadership. Our second one um, 
was on Unity. And our third issue is set to release in April 2021. And the theme is intentionality. And so all of our content, we write and create based around these themes of, man, what does this look like? How are we intentional with ourselves? How are we intentional with God? And how are we intentional in our faith with others around us? We always break our content down into those three themes and explore these different ideas and areas. And man, my hope is that where the words have gaps and, you know, the creativity through the beautiful imagery, illustrations, and the work that artists, you know, put together to create each issue that the Holy Spirit will fill the gaps and speak to the hearts and encourage the people who are holding it in their hands, um, turning the pages, you know, smelling the paper. I'm a total paper nerd, (laughs) paper snob maybe, but I love to hold books in my hands. I love to feel it. And uh, if you've if you've felt our magazines at all, you'll know that the paper quality is amazing. Like it is so thick and beautiful, and our hope is that it's just a resource and beautiful that people can have sitting out on their coffee table. You know, when guests come over or whoever, they'll want to page through it because it just draws you in and it really engages the senses. Um, with that and through that experience, man, we internalize things on such a deeper level. Absolutely. I have to give a testimony to that really quickly um, and affirm just so much of what you've been saying. But we, I did get my copy of the leadership um, volume. I couldn't think of the term there. Um, and it was issue, funny. Yes. yes. Thank you. The leadership <laughs> issue. And my husband was flipping through it and he it was so funny. He's like, oh, this makes me just want to sit and relax. It was actually um, one of the articles about basically kind of trying to find some balance and some silence in the craziness of the world. And, um, you know, my listeners know that that's a passionate topic of mine, mixing leadership with, you know, going beyond balance. And you use the term intentionality. I've shared that message here in my Jolt episodes and how important that is for us. And so it's kind of cool to hear you talk about that and then just kind of be able to frame that in my very own experience when you're talking about flipping through the pages and smelling them and seeing the beauty. And guess what? You, you can be male and see that too. It's fantastic. That's <laughs> um, awesome. I love that. I knew you would love that. I knew it. Um, and, and it really is a beautiful week of your story, Lindsay. It's deeply inspirational to hear how everything has come together. And I wanted to make sure listeners heard because I've been able to see on the inside a little bit about what you've created. And you just have this incredible capacity to build community very quickly and to be inclusive in your approach. Um, I know that you have development, you have things under development with, you know, just beyond the magazine. And I just wanted to just affirm that for you right now as being somebody who, you know, we're almost virtual strangers, except I've participated in um, a workshop of yours and I just find it to be very welcoming. And I think that is the hands and feet of Jesus Christ right there um, doing what you're doing. And I know that my listeners are are really connecting with your story on several levels, one of them being that we just don't see a lot of representation for women in ministry, um, in formal roles, informal. And I love how you're giving this really beautiful mission in your message about the fact that you don't need to lead in a church to be a faith-filled leader and to minister and have a mission. And it's so powerful. Yeah, I, I firmly believe that wherever God placed you, in this life, whether it be in your home, in the workplace, 
or maybe you're a student listening and you're in college or high school or wherever that is, man, we all have a sphere of influence. Um, because when we have the spirit of God inside of us, he's gifted us all so uniquely and beautifully in different ways because he has meant us to intersect our lives with the people that are around us. We can't see how he's working behind the scenes and weaving threads in and out, you know, but he, he is, oh, he is so good because he has everything <laughs> planned and worked out and orchestrated in a way that it's almost a fun surprise to look back and see like, mm. oh man, God, you put that person in my life at just that right season to encourage me with this or whatever, you know, or to mentor me in this area or to help me gain this skill, you know, whether it's a job or whatnot. And likewise for us, you know, like he intersects us with the people that are down the street. We are meant to rub our shoulders with other people and to reveal his love through that. And that is ministry. It doesn't have to be in a traditional sense of what we think about. God is so out of the box. I think we put him in a box more times than we realize <laughs> of what of our related to our expectations and our hopes and what we think we're capable of or how he wants to use us. But I think when we open our eyes and see and embrace our uniqueness and our own quirky, weird interests, you know, however that works, we and relating to other people. I think it's beautiful ministry work that goes on. We don't even recognize it as ministry. Absolutely. And I can attest to that. Um, you know, having been raised up as a school leader and <laughs> launching out on my own leap of faith, I know you said three years ago, that's about, that's a timeline for me. Um, 2018 must've been something really important. I'm realizing <laughs> for, it must have yes, been, for real. because I left my high school principal job and this podcast is a part of that, you know, and I've written a book about leading with faith and it's an acronym for leadership, but I weave in scripture. And for the longest time I struggled with that. Um, well, is the enemy, right? Like I call it imposter syndrome, yep. but it's just that voice inside of me that you, you, you don't have the theology to do this. You know, you haven't been trained oh, yeah. in um, ministry and, and I'll never forget. It was actually a, a person who was part of a search uh, that I was um, applying for a position in a church. And, you know, she said, you, you know, you already have a ministry, right? <laughs> I was like, I do. Wait, I do. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> and I've had, um, you know, people say, when are you going to open your church? And I realized I, you know, it's like, whether we ever talk about God or the Holy Spirit in us, we can do that every, you know, every time I launch an episode and there's a, mes a mission and the message that lands for somebody who needed to hear it from the guest, or even if it's a guest speaking their story and it's finally the time where they've spoken out in the world and they realize that's a, a part of their own mission. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. so I think it's really powerful what you're doing and the message that we're sharing here today for listeners to hear that, you know, if maybe this is hitting your gut. Mm. Um I love that. I also love, I, do you want to share? We only have a couple minutes left and I'm just, you know, I'm excited for what you've built. I'm super excited for my listeners. I will, of course, link everything. You all got to get a copy of the Truly Co magazine or the Truly magazine, but you also have more coming. Do you want to talk about your dreams and hopes for what this looks like in the future? Yeah. So man, <laughs> I'm a dreamer. I'm just going to tell you, there are so many things in my brain that I'm just, okay, I have to set my expectations. I don't know if you're an Enneagram person. I'm a three. And <laughs> I was going to ask you if you're a three. Okay. I'm, yes, I'm a seven. <laughs> okay. I'm a three, but I also like to have fun. Like I have been known to run around in dinosaur costumes on a whim. So I don't know. <laughs> I fluctuate maybe, but, um, 
no, I have, I have to manage my expectations and I've learned to take one thing at a time, but beyond the magazine that we produce, uh, I'm knock on wood, launching a podcast to expand what we're doing with Truly, uh, launching a podcast this year. And we've started to do, um, we're calling them Truly Talks. And so what that is, we're taking a deep dive from articles from our issues and bringing them over a Zoom conversation. I'm so passionate about community and, you know, discipleship and mentorships can happen organically. You know, I don't have to be so formal and it's just about connecting with people. And you never know who you're going to interact with that might be so influential for your life down the line. And so what we're doing with Truly Talks is, like I said, we're having them over Zoom so people can register on our website. And then our goal is to do them once a month. We're still figuring this out. And we are a very, very small team, by the way. Like We are not some massive organization. We are people on a operating in our gifts and passions <laughs> on this project, bringing this to life. Um, but we're having these conversations where we go deeper over Zoom. And so it's a chance to have readers connect with authors and writers and to talk about themes. So our first one we did was on social media um, based off of an article from our leadership issue. And we talked about it. How do we operate excellently in our faith on social media. What does that look like? How do we have healthy boundaries? And so it was an awesome opportunity to break off even into smaller discussion groups, connect with people who literally are across the world. I mean, we've had women who are joining us from South Korea. I'm just in awe. Um, from Germany, from Finland, like live on these calls that we've had this year. And it's it just really makes you realize we are so connected as the body of Christ and sisters in Christ. Um, we're so, so much closer than we realize. Mm. And it's beautiful to learn about our cultural differences and how people are living out their faith in different areas of the world. And it's wonderful and beautiful. And I love the diversity that that brings. And I get so excited to see, okay, God, who are you going to connect with us now? You know, who are you going to bring to write for a future issue? And it's just, we get so excited and energized when we can shrink our community in that way. Shrink by meaning like, bring people together over these conversations. And um, in our Facebook group, we have a Facebook group called the Truly Co Community. And we're trying to, you know, engage people there and make people feel welcome. And and that's also a way that we're helping people become aware of what we have, what's coming down the pipeline and get insider glimpse into things that's going on. But those are, I mean, and a dream of another dream of mine would be to have eventually in-person events. Uh, I don't know where or when that looks like, but like I said, we take I'm trying to enjoy the process, learn as we grow, and um, trust God with all of those other details and dreams that are yet to become a reality. Well, they will come. I, I just know it. You can tell um, Enneagram 3 or not, dreaming and visioning, all of it is so beautiful. And listeners, I want to encourage you to check out the links that I'm going to provide in the show notes to get connected with Lindsay and this inspirational crew of faith-filled leaders. I mean, you're fantastic. You have a way, like you said, you love community and it really flows through everything you do. And so I want to thank you for taking this obedient risk in your life um, because it's expansive and it's multiplying and I can see it. Um, and I appreciate you very much. Thank you, Sarah. Okay. I'm so, oh, you're welcome. I'm so sad because we're coming to the end of the conversation and I need to ask my two questions. Are you ready for those? Yes. I'll talk fast. Okay. <laughs> the first one is if you could write a letter to yourself at any age or stage, what would you say? 
Oh, I would tell my younger self to relax and enjoy the process. I put so much pressure on myself as a, you know, achiever and a three to like make an impact. You know, I've always been wired like that. Um, but to celebrate the little moments, just to enjoy it and to trust God. I think when I was, if I could tell my younger self, man, God is right there beside you. You're not going to make a mistake and he's not going to, you know, punish you for it. God's going to, he's so loving and good. He's going to direct you back to the path or the direction that he wants you to go. And I think he takes pleasure in watching us explore um, how he's designed us and to take those little steps, just like a parent celebrates their kid when they take their first steps, you know, they might walk and, you know, head towards the stairs in a danger zone, but loving parents direct their kids back and I, and to a safety place and to where he wants us to go. And I think that's what God does. I had such a critical view of myself and I took myself way too seriously in my younger years and just so fearful that I was going to miss out on God's plan. Um, but I've, I've found a freedom that God takes delight in the process that we take. And it has just taken a weight off of my shoulders and it's never too early. It's never too late. You're always, you know, when you're seeking God, you're always right where he needs you to be and just to delight in that process. That's very powerful. And thank you for tying it back to that, like, you know, that core of being an Enneagram three and how that's developed in you over time, because we need to allow for that growth. (laughs) And I think being able to reflect upon that allows others that permission to see that in themselves too, which is really good. How about this one? If listeners find themselves in a pit of fear or doubt, what could you say to help them rise up out of it? Oh boy. Okay. One thing that I, I've had to tell my, this to myself too, because um, don't compare yourself to anybody else. Don't look at, I mean, it's great. There's so much inspiration out there and it's good to have models of people who maybe we want to look up to and yes, yeah, someday I want to be like her, but you can't, don't cheat yourself out of the blessing of the process of learning and growing when you, when you compare, um, we're all, we're all human. We are all the same. And we all put our pants on every day or dress or whatever, you know, we get ourselves dressed as the saying goes. (laughs) So you might look at someone and feel so discouraged because you're not even close to where you want to be someday, but you, everybody has a different path, you know, like not everything is so linear. Not every step is going to lead to the, to like the next success that you have in your mind. Sometimes our paths look a little different. Sometimes there's twists and turns. So we can't compare our process to anybody else's. And that's beautiful because God has created us to be so different. And the things that we need to learn are different than somebody else's because we're, we're not meant to be copies. We're original. We are beautiful works of art created by our master God. And he has good plans for each of us. And that's something that we just learn in that process along the way. So don't get discouraged. Take one step at a time and just trust that God is going to lead you and that he is leading you. And if you're in a hard, hard season, I have been in so many hard seasons <laughs> lately, it seems. Um, but if, especially if you're pruning, if you're feeling like, man, you know, there's doors closing in front of me. I don't feel like the efforts that I'm putting in are leading anywhere. Just watch for the new blooms that God is going to bring because sometimes the pruning has to happen. Even when we're producing good fruit, scripture tells us that he prunes the things that don't produce fruit and the branches that do so that we can carry the weight of the new fruit that he's going to bring in our lives. And so just trust that it's going to be okay. You know, I don't know when or how, but I've come through (laughs) out of a heavy season of pruning and now I can look back and see, oh my goodness. 
I would not be doing the things that I'm doing now or interacting with the women that I'm interacting with now had those events not happened. And so it's hard and painful, but it's so beautiful. It can be so beautiful when we choose to put our faith in God that he's directing all of that and that he has good plans for us. That's what I would say. Turns out that I might have been uh, slipping down a pit again and not even realizing it. Need to hear that myself, my friend. So thank you <laughs> for the gift of your wisdom and that beautiful message flowing through you. I really appreciate that. Okay, so if listeners are going to want to get a hold of you, of course I will link everything. But what do you think is the best way that they could uh, communicate directly with you after this interview? Absolutely. Man, Instagram and our Facebook group is probably the best way to get in touch. I We love interacting with um, our readers and people who just want to get to know us. We love getting to know you too. So we're on Instagram um, at the Truly Co. Um, that's our, our, our Truly profile. I am very in close contact with all of that. And then we have a Facebook group called uh, the Truly Co Community. And that's another place where I've had, I've had people in that group just become new friends, <laughs> apart from what I'm doing, you know, it's just fun to interact and make new friends and, you know, hear from other passionate women who want to grow in the Lord as well. It's, it's so fun. Um, and then our website, the trulyco.com uh, is where you can check out our magazines. Our third one is going to be releasing really soon. Um, yeah. And there's a, a way to get in contact with us there as well. So yay, so exciting. Awesome. Well, I will be sure to link all of that. And listeners, you know that you'll be able to get that in the show notes. And Lindsay, I just want to thank you so much for giving us your time and sharing your energy and your passion. And there's a deep mission in your message. And I'm so honored to be able to amplify it today on the In Awe podcast. Thank you, Sarah. I continue to be completely awe-inspired by every single guest on this podcast, and I am so grateful every time you choose to share, rate, review an episode. It matters so greatly to the mission and the message of our guests, and I appreciate every time you help one another rise by lifting up the message. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you being a part of this awe-inspiring community.